When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you ideas for how to be happier. This week, we'll return to a discussion of Elizabeth's nemesis, Candy Crush, and also take a deep dive into the Happiness 911 songs. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, who I realize, Elizabeth, I've never actually seen you play Candy Crush, but I know that you must do it a lot. Yes, that's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretch, I am a Candy Crush junkie. (laughs) I have a problem. (laughs) Okay, before we get into that, Gretch, here's um, an update from a listener who was talking about our happiness hack about reading books related to the places that you visit as a way to extend the vacation vibe. Like I read, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, when we went to Seattle. Right. So Ashley says, a friend who is a loyal listener of your podcast sent along episode 86 because she thought the book and travel segment would be of interest to me. And she was right. I work for a company called Longitude Books, recommended reading for travelers. And our premise is exactly that. Reading about where you're traveling is as important as the actual travel. We are an online bookstore organized geographically, and we specialize in finding the best books for every destination around the world, including great literature. You mentioned Donna Leone and John Le Carre, and both of these authors are huge on our site. For every destination, we have recommended reading across many genres, including literature as well as travel narratives, memoirs, biographies, histories, natural histories, guidebooks, maps, and more. It's really great. Check it out at Longitude Books. 
And um, Gretch, you and I both checked it out, and it's a great site, yeah. really fun. Yeah, it's a great resource if you're going to go someplace. Like it just it every everything from nature hikes to you know classics of literature. So it's a really fun way to explore the all the books that are around a place that you're going to go. So that's a very cool little uh, tip. And and here's a lovely update from Erica, who wrote about our episode 88, which was about celebrating minor holiday breakfasts. She wrote. I was the recipient of such a breakfast when I went to study abroad in Japan six years ago. My amazing host mom's favorite day of the year is June 21st, the first day of summer. We had never discussed her love for summer, but when I woke up on that day, she had decorated her home with things that had her favorite fruit, watermelons, on them to mark the occasion. It was such a wonderful surprise. I honestly felt like it was Christmas in June, and I spent breakfast marveling at all the items she had collected. A few include cups, plates, butter knives, linens, but she had also collected postcards and prints that she put on display. We finished the day with breaking open and eating a watermelon. The next day, to my surprise, she had put all the items away. Although I was a little sad that it was over, it made me really appreciate celebrating what I used to think was just an ordinary day. I'd forgotten how much joy I felt that day until I heard your podcast this week. And I thought that was a great, like, talking about minor holidays, you wouldn't necessarily, it never occurred to me that the first day of your favorite season could be celebrated as a holiday. But that's a beautiful idea. I love that. And I love that it all comes out and then it all goes away. You know, it's just for that one day. And it's just fun. And it makes time feel more rich and special. Yeah. And I love this idea of just the watermelon, you know. Yes. And it's like, it's just, there's something that's just so... um I don't know, decadent about it or uh, something that uh, just feels fun. Yeah, it does. So that's a great idea for another kind of holiday breakfast. You know, the first day of your favorite season. That's a beautiful idea. Love that. Thank you. So listen, this week, our Try This at Home tip was all was suggested by a listener. We were getting all these great ideas from our listeners. Yes, Gretchen. I've spoken um, a few times on the podcast <laughs> about my candy crush addiction yep. and how I only got over my addiction when my phone died and all the progress I'd made in Candy Crush, like level 456, was wiped out. And I just said, okay, that's it. I'm done with Candy Crush now with this new phone. Right. But recently, as I talked about in our live show, I started playing again. Yeah. Because actually the app had been on my phone still. Like on my new phone, it showed up. But I just had never, you know, opened it. And I opened it. And then I started this whole candy crush run but you said that you thought that maybe jack was going to delete it he had said he was going to delete it did what happened he did delete it the next morning after our (laughs) live show um he deleted it i don't know how he even knows how to delete apps but he does Um, and he deleted candy crush so candy crush is no longer on my phone it's no longer part of my life but that is not the end of the story and we'll get more into that (laughs) in a second But first, let's read this email from our listener, Amy. So Amy says, I identify with Elizabeth's struggle with the candy crush addiction. I have a nine-month-old baby and I'm currently a stay-at-home mom slash student. I'm working towards a degree in graphic design. When the baby naps, instead of homework, exercise, or design projects that I'm eager to work on, I play candy crush. I love and hate candy crush. I mean, I really love, hate it. If that isn't sick enough, I have a backup soda crush game for when I run out of lives playing Candy Crush. I'm sorry for giving anyone that idea because it's terrible. Why can't I just say, okay, game over? I can't delete it from my phone. It's my precious. (laughs) I'm an obliger. If Elizabeth deletes the app, I will too. Will that work? Try this at home. 
delete or disable soul-sucking, productivity-depleting, creativity-sapping apps. So that's our try this at home for this week. Delete or disable soul-sucking, productivity-depleting, creativity-sapping apps. Yes, and Gretchen, here's why that email was so relevant to me, because I myself had discovered Amy's trick, and I had started playing Soda Crush (sighs) now that my Candy Crush app was gone. So... I was right there with you, Amy. I've been playing Soda Crush like a mad woman, um, just you know, a crazed, insane mad woman. Look, but I fear, I fear, I fear, Elizabeth, that in our in our attempt to get people to delete an app, we're actually going to be turning on all these people to Soda Crush. I know it's true; they may not know it exists. Don't do it! Don't do it! But here's what I am going to do for Amy, because she said if I delete it, she'll delete it. Yeah. So I've already deleted Candy Crush. That's done. But right now, as we speak, okay, I am going to delete. This is killing me. Oh do, my it, do it, do it, do it. I can't believe I'm going to do it. Do it. You will. I am going to delete Soda Crush. I have it right here. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. It says delete. Yes. Delete. Uh, it's gone. I All just right. deleted it. That's yeah. it. It's gone. I'm done. I wish I were there. I would take a picture of you deleting it um, and <laughs> post it on the phone. So now Amy... You have no excuse. You must delete both Candy Crush and Soda Crush today, now. Yes, and email us because I'm dying to hear that she doesn't. Dying to hear. But also, I love the fact that Amy calls Candy Crush her precious, which was something that we talked about all the way back in episode 17, which is, you know, from Lord of the Rings, Gollum has the ring and he says, it's my birthday present. It's my precious. And it's like your precious <laughs> is the thing that you like, you know, is dragging you down and is not making you happier. And yet somehow you just kind of can't give it up. And I mean, it, it was definitely a precious for you both, right? Yeah. And everyone has their, you know, app version of a precious, you know, whether it's words with friends or... Well, a, a friend of mine had to delete Ruzzle from all of her apps because or devices because she was saying that she wasn't reading novels anymore because she was just playing Ruzzle all the time. I don't even know what Ruzzle is, but I don't think yeah, I should no, find out. No, no, no. Well, you know what? I think this is related to the abstainer moderator distinction, which is that for some people, it's too hard to have a little bit. Mm. This comes up with food a lot and also with technology. If you can't have a little bit, have none. Um, because some people, you know, for some people, they could play Ruzzle for 20, 30 minutes and it would be a lovely, relaxing thing. Or they could play Candy Crush and it would, you know, when they're waiting in line, it would be nice. But if you feel like it's crowding out more valuable activities, like maybe you just can't have handle a little bit and it's easier just to have none. Yeah. I mean, I, my hands will be cramping, literally. I'll be like, you know, aching. And my eyes will be aching and sore <laughs> and stinging from this. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But so, but here's the thing, though. It must be doing something satisfying for you or you wouldn't be doing it. It's giving you some kind of boost or a lift or something. What What is the benefit to you? Because, I mean, if you're feeling, <laughs> if your eyes are crossing and you're kicking yourself, um, to mix a metaphor, what, um, what, what's, what's the, there must be some benefit. So what is the benefit? Well, it is relaxing. I mean, obviously it's just a total shutdown of the brain, but in my case, it's just too zombifying and ah. it doesn't leave me refreshed, you know, um, mm. So it's it feels relaxing because it's distracting, but it's not it's really not, I don't think, doing anything for me. 
at this point. And we got a really good email from Imogene from Cape Town who pointed out that, like, you know, and all this, it really depends on you. So your your playing Candy Crush makes you feel zombified and, you know, your fingers are cramping up and you don't feel good. But she wrote a really interesting email about how it really did benefit her. She wrote, I just wanted to say that Candy Crush makes me a lot happier. I started playing it about a week before my dad died in April 2014, and it really helped me deal with the loss. Whenever I was overwhelmed with my thoughts, I would play some Candy Crush, and the distraction minimized the feelings, and I could work through things at a more manageable pace. A TED Talk by Jane McGonigal made me feel okay with the guilt I felt about the time I spend playing. Science shows it helps with PTSD, especially Tetris-type games like Candy Crush, along with other benefits. I knew from experience that this was true. I felt Candy Crush helped me transition and deal with a huge loss a lot better. I now find it relaxes me and is a de-stressor. I think I would be a lot less happy were I not a Candy Crush player. So for Imogene, it is playing a helpful role. It's giving yourself a period of distraction when you're feeling like very intense emotions. That can be helpful. And for her, it really was sort of net positive. But for you, it wasn't. And so, again, it's not that there's anything wrong with Candy Crush per se. It's just that how is it working out for you? For you, you're like, I really shouldn't be playing. I mean, I remember you saying, like, this is actually yeah. affecting my career. <laughs> it's like, yes, yes, it really does. Um, but I have to say, I love the defense of Candy Crush. <laughs> I love that someone out there is, you know, using it responsibly. And I think that's great. So thank you for that, Imogene. Um, but Gretch, what you, I don't think this try this at home doesn't apply to you. I think you're one of the few people on the planet that doesn't get distracted by your phone. I the thing is, I don't like games. Mm. So I don't like app games because I just don't like games, which is a very kind of killjoy thing. But I, I don't like games. So so app games do not tempt me. No, that's a temptation I do not feel. Um, well, that's lucky for you. And I'm just going to hope I don't get any other, you know, games. Yeah. Please, nobody email us. Nobody email us game <laughs> no, suggestions. No, please. now that yeah. you've... Hey, Elizabeth, now that you've deleted Candy Crush and Soda Crush, it's time for you to try... I don't know what it would be. Breakfast cereal crush. <laughs> but I know that this is, this is something a lot of people struggle with. And so I, I really am interested to see, like, what do people struggle with? Yeah. So let us know if you try this at home and how deleting a soul-sucking, productivity-depleting, creativity-sapping <laughs> app works for you. But you can only email us after you've deleted it, not before, not while you're thinking about e- deleting it. It's got to be after, like I just did. Um, get in touch with us on Twitter, on Facebook, or drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. You can also go to happiercast.com slash 91 for everything related to this episode. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing, from hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting. His retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job? 
Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to StoryWorth.com happier. That's StoryWorth.com happier to save $10 on your first purchase. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, it's time for a happiness hack. So, Elizabeth, this is a holiday happiness hack, to be alliterative, because the holidays are coming up. And this hack is that if you're having people over and you're going to tell people where to sit. You're going to have place cards. It is really fun to have children make the place cards because kids love to make them. Yes. Um, I love this. I think our Christmas place cards, weren't they made by Eleanor a few years ago, Gretch? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and what I love is that keeping the ones from past yes. years. So it's like this relic from the past. And it's just a little thing that a kid has done. Yeah. And their old handwriting or when they couldn't spell yes. correctly or they made their E's funny. Yes. And I, what I like about it, too, is that it's it's like an arts and crafts project, but it's manageable. You know, like, yeah, it's just a name and or maybe just a little design. And you can use stickers or stamps or crayons or whatever you want to do. It can be as elaborate or as simple as a child wants it to be. And then they, at least our kids, it's like they take such pride. Yes. And, you know, everybody sees it. Everybody comments on it. Everybody does what they say. You know, they sit at the right seat. It's very satisfying. Yeah. And I also think then they really feel like they've participated in yes. the dinner or the lunch or whatever yeah. it is. It gives them ownership over the event yeah. and makes them more invested in it. Yeah. Yeah. Because they really feel like, ooh, I look at what I added to this holiday table. Um, and another thing is, it's like, and this isn't just for kids. This is great for adults, too. Because, you know, Elizabeth, you and I are not the most arts and craftsy types. But this mm -hmm. is the kind of thing where it's fun as an adult to do it. Because, again, stickers, stamps, like there's so many cool. It gives you a good excuse to go to a fantastic paper store and buy, like, cool stuff. And it's just that little element of fun. And it's if you're looking for a creativity outlet, it's manageable. It makes a big splash. People really notice it. And it's just fun. It's a fun thing to do. Yeah. And I do think people like being told where to sit. Yes. Unless they're rebels and then they hate it. <laughs> yeah. It just saves a lot of um, it saves a lot of like uh, negotiation. And also, if it's a family holiday thing, if you have any particular family members that maybe everybody would enjoy the meal more if they're seated at opposite <laughs> ends of the table, then you can set that up very discreetly. <laughs> yes. Luckily, you and I don't have that in our no. family, but no. for those who do. For those who do, it's a, it's a, it's a solution. 
Okay, Gretch, it is time for a deep dive. Today, we're doing a deep dive into Happiness 911 songs. This is something you and I did as a Try This at Home in our live podcast in Seattle, episode 87, where we picked Happiness 911 songs and then we asked people to send in their Happiness 911 songs. And oh my gosh, the response has been <laughs> overwhelming. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of Happiness 911 yes. songs, um, which is fantastic and so much fun um, and needs further discussion. Yes, yes, yes. And if you want to listen to the whole playlist, I'll post the link at happiercast.com slash 91 if you want to have the link. And don't worry if you don't have a Spotify account. It's very easy and free to set one up. And it's just the greatest playlist of all time, Elizabeth, don't you think? Oh, it's so fun. Um, so many songs that I didn't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So many that I do know and I love being reminded of and listening to. So it's great. And it seems like a lot of people are made happy by the same songs because uh, uh, like a third of the song requests we have were duplicates. So the same songs were making people happy, um, which is fascinating to see. Um, so listen, let's play some of the songs that got the most votes. Yes. So coming in, in at number three, we have a tie. Um, and here is one of those songs. This is my fight song. Take back my life. And that, of course, was Fight Song by Rachel Platten. And then also tied for number three. That is September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Um, yeah, Gretch, it seems like there's a lot of songs in the world about September. It's a very important. <laughs> Love that song. <laughs> That's a great song. Um, and then we also had a tie for the number two slot. And here's one of those. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why. And that was Mr. Blue Sky by ELO, which is a song I'd never heard before. Me neither. Isn't that interesting? I did not know that song either. Well, it's great to have a new... That's part of the fun of the playlist is you discover all these new songs that other people love and make them happy that you don't even know about. And here's the, the other one tied for number two. And that's Can't Stop the Feeling, of course, by Justin Timberlake. And now, number one. Yes. Dun, 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 drum roll. We have three songs <laughs> tied for number one, Gretch. It's very exciting. Yes, yes. Okay, let's hear the first one.
And that was Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. And then also tied for number one. And that, of course, Scratch is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Um, now, I do have to point out that Taylor Swift is um, usually not on Spotify, so we can't have that one on our playlist. Yes. But that is a great Happiness 911 song. Yes. Often requested, but it will not. If you don't see it on the list, it's, it's not because we didn't hear you. It's because it's not on Spotify. So Yes. And the final one at the number one slot. Drum roll, please. I didn't know that song either. I know. I know a lot of Queen, but I, I did not too. know that. Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. My son yeah. loves Queen, by the way, Greg. <laughs> I got to play this song for him. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it was so fun to see what people pick. And it was also interesting. We heard from a lot of people not only what their Happiness 911 song was, but why they chose it. And for some people, it was the music like, you know, like, oh, I, you know, I have to start dancing when I hear the song or I just, you know, I, I love it. For some people, it was the significance of the lyrics, like what the song was about. And then for some people, it was about a happy association, you know, like it it brought back a happy memory, like a wedding, or it was associated with a beloved person, or, you know, this was the song that my roommates and I listened to um, whenever we were getting ready to go out at night. So there there were so many great songs and so many great associations along with those songs. Yeah, and Gretchen, let's hear from um, a few of our listeners about some of those stories. This one comes from uh, Laura, uh, who's in Birmingham in the UK. She says, my happiness 911 or 999 here in the UK is all about you by my all-time favorite band and heroes, McFly. It's all about you. It's all about you, baby. All four of the members are so lovely, and I only have to watch their videos on YouTube to make me happy. I remember listening to them for the first time, age seven, and now that I've moved to Birmingham for university, I was lucky enough to see them live in September. My favorite member, Tom Fletcher, met his wife in school and wrote this song for her for Valentine's Day. The story behind it, plus the fact that this was the first song I ever listened to on repeat as a child, makes it my first choice. Oh, that's so nice. A happy memory and a happy song. Yeah. And this came from Natalie. I was really excited to hear the live show and to hear about talking about 911 songs. We have an extended family song. It's a song that whenever I hear it, I immediately think of everyone in my family. We have had many a house party filled with guitars and amps because our family knows how to have a good time together. Our family song chosen by the generation before me is Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond. This song has gotten us through good times and bad. Even though my dad has passed, I can still picture him dancing to this in my parents' living room at their old house. So this is like our good vibrations. It's like the family. It's like a family happiness 911 song. She inherited it, but it's a great, great song. Yeah. And a lot of people chose that one, too. Yeah. It came up several times. Yep. Yep. Popular song. And finally, Gretch, let's hear from Valerie. 
She says, in elementary school, whenever I had a test, my mom would play the song, Do You Hear the People Sing, from the musical Les Miserables in the car on the way to school, and we would both sing at the top of our lungs. I loved that tradition so much that I keep a pump-up playlist that I use whenever I need a confidence boost. Highlights of the current one are Fight Song by Rachel Platten, The City by Patrick Wolf, and This Will Be Our Year by The Zombies. Also the song my husband and I walked out to at our wedding reception. A lot of happy memory. Hey guys, guys, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but I just have to share this with you and with the listeners. So Valerie, your suggestion of the zombies, this will be our year, actually inspired me and Dean, and we're going to include that somehow, some way in our wedding day because we just oh, love that so much. Awesome. Excellent. Yes. And so thank you for the suggestion. And also our dance list for the reception includes a lot of the song suggestions from the happier uh. listeners. So <laughs> thank you. If not for this podcast, we'd have no wedding readings, we'd have no song list, we'd have nothing. Yes. So thank you. Anyhow, back to as you were, as you were. Excellent, excellent. Happier. We not only give you good habits, we help you plan your wedding. (laughs) So thanks to everybody who sent in their songs. It has been so much fun. Again, if you want to listen to the list, I'll put the the link at happiercast.com slash 91. Or if you just want to go to Google, type in happier 911 Spotify and it will come right up. And a special thanks to Kristen. Um, yes, yes, she was getting ideas for her wedding music, but it was uh, she has been keeping track of the playlist for us, and it was we 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 got a lot more entries than we expected. So thank you very much for making that possible. We're getting a tremendous kick out of it. So thank you. Thanks, Kristen. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Okay, Elizabeth, we're, it's time for the demerit and gold star segment. And you are up first with a demerit. What is your demerit? Yes. Um, well, Gretch, um, on the podcast in the past, I've discussed that I was going to a parent mindfulness class at Jack's school every Tuesday morning. 
Um, and it was a class where it's 20 minutes of meditation at the beginning of the class. And then the teacher who guides the class would talk about a subject. And then there are these um, exercises you do with other people in the class. And I was getting so much out of it. Adam was going to, he actually was going first and got me to start going. And it was this wonderful thing we were doing that I have to say was adding so much to our lives and bringing us closer. And it was this great thing. And then, well, one, I had to go to New York and do a pilot, so I couldn't go. And then the school year was over. So obviously it wasn't happening during the summer. And now we're back in school and the mindfulness class is up and running and I have not gone once. And that's my happiness demerit. So why do you think that you're not going? Well, I've been trying to figure it out. I think it's partly... Even though I was going before and enjoying it so much, I feel self-conscious about, I don't know a lot of people in the class, although everyone's very nice. I feel kind of self-conscious and Adam's not going right now Mm. for whatever reason. So I feel shy about going and um, sort of having this experience with people uh, because it's very intense. Yeah, it sounds like there's a lot of self-disclosure and you know, that might make it feel a little bit intimidating. Yeah. It's like, even though I know it'll be a warm reception, whoever I'm, you know, doing my exercise with, I feel, I guess, exposed somehow or something. Um, So I'm trying to wrap my head around that and get back to the class um, because I really, it is so beneficial. Like I would just leave there walking on air. I mean, it was a great feeling. So here from my, with my habits hat on, I would say this is a good example of how when something disrupts a good habit, you have to pay a lot of attention to how you get back into it because for you, school mm. ended, the school year ended. So then you had to start again. And a lot of times starting again, weirdly, is start harder than starting the first time. And so probably mm-hmm. if you had really made an effort to go like the first two times it met, that would have helped because it's sort of like now you feel like I went and now I'm not going and it feels hard to get back into it. Yes. And here's another thing. Do you, did it matter to you that Adam went? Is it, is it because that's the strategy? One is the strategy of the, of the clean slate, which is that transitions mean that we have to deal with our habits again. But one is the strategy of other people, which is that we're affected by other people's habits. Do you think it made it a lot easier to go because Adam went or that didn't really matter so much? No, I think that did make it easier because it also felt like something we were doing together, which had added value sort of, of on its own. So yes. it was another reason to go. Right. And then we could talk about it and it was just interesting and fun and different. Um, so, yeah, I think him not going is part of it. And, you know, I could probably talk to him and get him to start going again. I'm sure... He would also like to go and could go um, if we made a point of it. So maybe I just need to bring it up with him and and talk about it. Right. And just say, like, this was so great last year. Like, why don't we pick this back up? Yeah. 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 Um, All right, Gretch. How about a gold star? What's your school-related gold star? Well, so in my children's school, they have a thing called a progress notice, which is a thing... Um, And they're like, it can be good, it can be bad. But, you know, like most Mm -hmm. things in life, um, progress notice is usually not good because um, it means that you you as a parent are getting some kind of heads up that there's some kind of problem that needs to be dealt with. Um, And so I got a progress notice for Eleanor and I was like, oh, my gosh, uh uh-oh, what's this? But it was a good progress notice, which is unusual. And her, her, yeah, and her teacher, her art teacher 
she said something like, I commend Eleanor for her especially strong effort at cleanup time today, um, was how it led off. And I was like, hmm, I like, I wonder what was actually going down at cleanup time for, <laughs> that sounds like, right. was everybody running around and throwing paint at the walls and Eleanor was like standing there like a hero saying, no, stop, <laughs> or something. And it went on to say like how, you know, her color wheel painting was so good and she had so much focus and it was, and it was, so it was really like a specific thing that she, behavior she had done and just her general thing. And, you know, and I just thought, you know, teachers are so busy. I re- it meant a lot to Eleanor that somebody kind of went out of their way to just say like, good job. And like, I'm noticing that you're really trying. And I feel like given how busy teachers are, that to take the time to really go out of your way to to single someone out for praise and for good work, because I think yeah. it's easy to, you know, we talk about this all the time, the negativity bias, and it's so easy to be pointing out what's wrong. Um, and yet it's so gratifying when Eleanor wasn't expecting a progress notice. So it wasn't like she got a good grade on a report card or something when she was expecting it. This is just sort of a lovely, just a lovely little gold star that appeared in the email out of the blue. And it was really nice. And it, she really, really appreciated it. So I just want to give a gold star to her art teacher for going out of her way to... Um, to give Eleanor a gold star. Give, to give Eleanor a gold star. Yeah, because it was really a lovely gesture and she really appreciated it. So gold star to the teacher. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Delete a soul-destroying app. Let us know if you tried it. And what app did you delete? And remember, you're supposed to email us after you've deleted it. Thank you to our producer, Kristen Meinzer. Special thanks, Kristen, for being the master of the Spotify playlist. That was a big job. (laughs) Yeah, big job. Also, thanks to Andy Bowers and Laura Mayer of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. As always, if you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend, and you might even have to show that friend how to subscribe to a podcast and rate and review us on iTunes. And again, just one more time, if you need the Spotify info, you can get the link if you go to happiercast.com slash 91, or you can just do a Google search. Type in happier911 Spotify, and it will come right up. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward. Onward and upward.